1: For love stories, ours is the best love story ever, and it's a unique one because it involves such a large group of people who probably never intended to seek out an extended family, and lo and behold, it was love at first sight. (laughs)
0: Welcome to the Canadian Love Map, a podcast that celebrates love stories of all kinds, presented by Canada's largest family-owned jeweler, Charm Diamond Centers. What is the definition of family? Today, our understanding of this social structure has changed so much from the Leave it to Beaver model of the 1950s. In this week's episode of the Canadian Love Map, we speak to an amazing group who have defined family in their own way. Nearly 15 years ago, a small group of adoptive parents traveled to an orphanage in Guiping, southern China. They each welcomed 11-month-old babies into their lives, but that was just the beginning of their journey. In a mutual pact to raise the girls with a strong sense of sisterhood, the parents themselves discovered an extended family they never knew they needed. We were joined for this fabulous conversation by three of the girls, Ava, Emily, and Olivia, and two of the mothers, Leanne and Marie. Tell me, girls, about your sisterhood.
2: Um, we're all, like, real sister, not real sisters, I guess, but we consider ourselves sisters just like a regular biological family would, so we, like, share clothes, just here we were sharing lip balm, like that kind
3: of stuff, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, all the sister things you would do, hang out, make plans, call each other on a daily basis.
4: Awesome. I mean, it's good because we all see each other pretty, like, regularly, it's... It's pretty good. We hang out and stuff.
0: You probably have no secrets from each other.
4: Not, no, very, not very many.
2: No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's get all the secrets out on the table right now. What do you say? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Just kidding. Maybe you girls can describe each other. What do you think? Sure. Sounds good. <laughs>
2: sounds okay. fantastic. Okay. Go for it. So um, I'll explain Emily. Um, Me and Emily are super close. She loves sports. She plays soccer, ringette, and is going to play hockey this year. She's very athletic. She's really funny. We have probably the same humor. Crazy, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And same music taste. She loves country music, mostly. So, Ava.
4: Yeah, I'll do Ava. Um, Ava is very talented in many ways. She is an amazing baker, and she's athletic. She does baseball, which personally I could never do. So I give her props for doing that very well. Um, You're smart, extremely smart. Your math skills are very high. I could not keep up. Okay, Ava, Olivia, go. So
3: Olivia, she's very supportive of everyone and I love her. She's always trying to FaceTime and like, hey, want to talk? And I'm like yeah sure let's talk (laughs) it may take a few tries um she's very good at like holding us together (laughs) yeah she's kind of like holding all of us together
4: is she the glue
3: yeah yeah
0: okay so let's go back and tell me where this love story
1: started it started in a boardroom in downtown halifax where five families, actually six families at the time, uh, were there to meet. We had all hired the same adoption facilitator uh, to see us through the the journey to bring the girls home. And uh, she held meetings once a month. And we were uh, grouped together and we were all there for the first meeting and none of us knew each other. And it was a little awkward at first because it's you're there for a very emotional reason and you're with a lot of strangers. So it was really like a, you know, a business meeting at first and everybody went around the table introducing each other. And, and afterwards, you know, years later, we, we talk about that first day because we all made assumptions about each other and right. Some were right. Some were, were really way off, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, but that's how we first met, and and um, after nine months, the meetings were over, and uh, we were left to our our own emotions and wants and wishes and wanting it to happen on our own, and that's really when we started to come together. Uh, as as a group to support each other through through that waiting and and going to those meetings it was going to the meetings and then after a meeting or two during the breaks we'd stop and talk and ask, oh what do you do? What does your husband do? And and then it was, well, you know what, let's let's um, go for coffee after the meeting. And then it was well, let's meet for brunch before the meeting, and and then go for coffee after the meeting. Well, you may as well come to our house now and just stay for supper, and then it it became a real social event for us every month. So the relationship was formed before the girls
0: even arrived on the scene. Yeah, we we spent uh, what the first after the first summer,
5: I guess, with that we were together it would have been a number of months in. We um, we went camping. We yeah. actually <laughs> all the families, you know, just. You know, hanging out and being around the campfire and playing games and oh, and yeah. it just continued from there. We just kept, you know, getting together socially and, and then eventually it was time to go get the girls.
1: We were together as, first as strangers yeah. and it took 18 months to bring the girls home. So, uh We uh, the parents developed a friendship and definitely the mothers developed a sisterhood uh, long before we were lucky enough to meet the girls and bring them home. Tell me about that. First of all, the going to China and
0: bringing them home. Oh, go ahead. It was joyful and traumatic,
5: I think, at the same time, you know, um, we were all nervous, like for the moms, none of the moms had ever, we were first time parents, you know? So you're, you know, just like any parent who becomes a parent for the first time, you're wondering, can I do this? We were wondering, can I do this in a foreign country, you know, um, where we didn't really know what to expect, but I would say, you know, for all of us, it was, you know, love at first sight. Like just the minute we held our girls, we were, you know, just so excited to have finally reached that point um some of you know there was some crying and tears from some more than others the the girls because it was a very difficult experience for them, but it sure didn't take long for them all to bond and for families to become families and then for the larger family to continue to to bond so I mean we were in China in hotel each other's hotel rooms, you know with the girls crawling around on the floor and playing with each other and that has continued you know to today you know we're how old were they 11
0: months old oh wow oh my gosh they really were crawling around on the floor I can just I have this image of this scene now with five of them yeah and was there a moment when you thought what do we do now here we've got these babies these five babies every (laughs) moment
5: But the good part was there was somebody you could always say, you know, like, is this happening to you? Or I mean, you guys went through issues with like sleep, you know, coming home, like getting your, yeah. your daughter to sleep or, you know, and you had that person that you could call and say, you know, what
1: are you doing? How are you making it work? Yeah. And I, I don't I can't speak to what the situation is now. But, you know, 14 years ago, uh, there there really wasn't any support groups or um support system in place for families, uh, adopting internationally. Unlike, um, when you, if you were to go to the hospital, there's usually a follow-up visit with a nurse to help you, mm-hmm. you know, with feeding your baby and making sure. And there's none of that. You get off the plane and you come home and that's it. Wow. So mm-hmm. there was lots of days where, you know, those Friday play dates, that's what they were for. And I, I, we couldn't wait for Friday to come. And like there were some days where you just plunked them all in the middle of the floor and the rest of them and the moms sat around and we just kinda of stared at them and stared at each other. And were the girls close
0: from well, day one almost? I I think they've been close, you know, as close
5: as, you know, any kids who who grow up knowing each other for their entire life. I mean we started it with those, you know, weekly play dates on Friday, but we've we've done family traveling and trips together. You know, three of our families went back to China when the girls were eight and spent a month traveling through China together. We've, every summer we go and spend, you know, three or four days in, you know, Prince Edward Island together. We, you know, they're together a lot, you know, um, and that's just physically together that now, since in the last two or three years, it's all the social media connection that they have with each other too. So, They spend hours reaching
0: out to one another. (laughs) So you don't all have to be in the same place to be together now, do you girls? No. No. I've been getting a kick out of watching your reactions while the mothers are speaking. (laughs) And I wish that we had a camera trained on them because it's quite entertaining, I've got to tell you. All right, girls, tell me the story from your perspective.
2: Um, I feel like when we came back from the orphanage, everyone had this connection anyway, because like they said, um, the orphanage was saying that we were sleeping in the same cribs. And I never felt I don't remember a time when we weren't sisters, I guess, or we weren't always together. And it just kept going. So,
3: yeah, I feel like we don't have a problem calling each other sisters from day one. And it's grown like that. And I feel we hang out as a group and get together and stuff. But we also like to hang out individually, too, depending on our interests.
4: Yeah, I think it's had a big influence on everyone's lives. I think that, um, I mean, it's obviously changed since we came back from China as little kids. We have mutual friends and that keeps us very close. And yeah, it's it holds itself together pretty well. We Facetime weekly usually, most of us, and uh, we stay together.
2: Me and Emily live within similar school districts, so we have a lot of mutual friends, and everyone knows like, oh, that's Emily. Oh, and that's Emily's sister Olivia, and everyone kind of knows yeah. that we're sisters. Are people intrigued? Do they think you're
0: real sisters, or are they intrigued by the story?
2: We get a lot of questions on that. Because yeah. like, we call each other China sisters. China sisters or sisters, and people are like, oh, what's a China sister? And you kind of have to explain the story. Depending on who it is, you give the short or the long version.
1: So. <laughs> yeah. A couple of teachers, uh, you know, pull me aside to to clarify what was happening and and so yeah
0: but I think about you know in the old days adoption was so different mm-hmm. and it was it was uh, surrounded in in stigma often and secrecy I know of a 50 year old woman girls imagine this 50 year old woman whose mother died and it was only going through her mother's papers that she discovered she had been adopted So, no one told her her whole life. And I just, I love the fact that it's, you know, it's one of many uh, advancements we're making in our society in terms of how we deal with emotion and everything that we are celebrating it rather than, you know, why would you ever want to be quiet about
1: it? Oh, no, we're never quiet (laughs) about that. Yeah. (laughs) It's the. Thing I like to talk about most <laughs> is and, my family and now families are all different shapes
2: and sizes and you can't categorize a certain family and what what is a family you can't really
4: define that it's different for everybody yeah you choose who your family is I think it's interesting that people are like, oh, you're a real mom from China. I'm like, no, that's not my real mom. My real mom is Maria Cardi. That is my real mom. Like,
0: Okay, we might have to take a break, so <laughs> I can just cry for a bit now. <laughs> you already got me started by showing me these books. We might uh, pop a couple of um pictures on the in our instagram or something because they've got these amazing picture books that maria does every year apparently so everyone sends you pictures yeah yeah tell me about this project um
5: i guess it started it started when we first went to china i needed a way to to keep all of the the memories and and keep them in a place that we could look at them Um, I grew up, you know, back in the days when you had photo albums, you know, and your parents printed off pictures and they stuck them in the plastic sleeves and you'd go through them and you'd look at all the old, you know, pictures of you growing up. And um, so I wanted I wanted to have that, you know, for for Emily, for when. When she was older and so i made the first book about the our trip to china you know and you do it online and you send it send away and they print it off and it comes in an orange package and then you have this keepsake and uh after the first one then we decided to make a book about the first year and then that and
0: one, that one's it. called the girls of guiping yeah which is the town or city yeah yes. so
5: guiping is in the the province of guangxi which is in in southern china um, and so, yeah, for a long time, they, we referred to them as the Gigi's, the Guiping girls. Yeah. <laughs> and then the- <laughs> I love
1: that. Yeah.
0: there was a Palmer, a line about a red thread. That's that picture on the book.
1: Okay. Yeah. Tell me about the red thread. So it's a, it's a Chinese proverb that says, uh, all of the people who you are meant to meet in your life. You are connected by an invisible red thread and that thread may tangle or not, but it will never break and it will lead you to the people who are meant to be in your life. And so we use that all the time because these girls were meant to be in our life. And I I talked to Ava about it a lot and, and, you know, there's, there's obviously neither one of us knew we were going, we were meant to be together, but we were, and, that thread found us and.
0: So beautiful. Who went to China?
4: Me, Ava uh, and Sadie, Sadie went to China. What went
0: back to you, visit. Yeah, so what can you, you were eight years old at the time. Yeah. What can you tell me about that trip and what you remember?
3: Um, I remember getting on the plane. I remember getting, it took like three planes to get to the arrival spot. And when we arrived, I met up with Emily at like a hostel. And it, it was really interesting there.
4: I remember a lot of different random things, like drinking out of juice boxes, but not juice. It was milk, and it was warm, and it was kind of <laughs> gross. But no, I remember a lot of different memories that we made uh, together. It was an interesting experience seeing where you were like originally from. I think it's, it's pretty cool to go back there and see that, especially with people that you consider family. So did you go to Guiping? Yeah, we yes. went right back to the
3: orphanage. You did? went. You went to the yeah, orphanage? we got to visit inside and that. Unfortunately, we didn't get to see the babies, but we did get to go and then see the orphanage.
0: And what was that like walking into that building, knowing that you had all been babies there?
4: Well, it was interesting. I mean, I was eight, so I was kind of it was, I wasn't scared, but it was like, oh, well, I don't really recognize it. Like, it's. I was so young. I, don't, I mean, it just feels like another place. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it feels like maybe I have been here. Maybe. Uh, what was your favorite memory from that trip?
3: What I remember, what I enjoyed was I remember eating noodles for, like, three weeks straight. That was <laughs> something. And going on crazy long bus rides that turned into from, noodles. like, three hours into, like, 13-hour bus rides. And getting corn from McDonald's. That was (laughs) a good, that was a really good memory.
0: (laughs) Okay. That is, that really is hilarious that that's a memory from China China to an eight year old corn at McDonald's was, was a big thing. Yes. (laughs) I get it. I get it. Yeah. We've talked about this young sisterhood and we've talked about what it was like when your girls were babies, that sisterhood among the moms has really blossomed over the years.
1: So in, Spending so much time cultivating our daughter's sisterhood, we very quickly developed our own. But now there's this whole Just social friendship. friendship piece, right? And we're always planning trips and dinners and more trips. And these women are a mainstay in my life. And like the like the girls, I can't manage without the moms either.
0: We didn't really talk about the dads. <laughs> No. Anything we should say about the dads? Hi, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. We covered it. Yeah.
5: They're pretty they're a pretty important yeah, the part dads, of the story. The
2: dads they support are. everyone the same as the moms yeah. and yeah. They're yeah. just not
4: as vocal about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They prefer to sit and watch soccer while the moms drink wine on the beach, but you know, that's their preference.
0: What do you girls hope for your future? And have you talked about sticking together or staying nearby, what do you, What have you talked about?
2: Um, I can't ever see us losing connection at all. I can, yeah, we're definitely always probably going to talk and um, probably get together. Um, I could live with probably any of these girls just because we're together so much. I could picture myself living with them, maybe temporarily or something like that in an apartment or, like, if we need to.
3: Yeah, I think it will be interesting to see if we go on the same career paths, too see if we'll see each other later in the work field
4: i think it's cool i mean i don't think i'm ever going to lose a connection with them even if someone moves or someone does something different with their lives that's you can't control what other people do so you have to work with it so hopefully everything works out in the end and we all stay connected i mean if i have a problem with the university i can call anyone i have five sisters
3: when we're older and we have our own families, I would hope that our kids would be close together like us and uh, do fun things and go on adventures and stuff.
0: That's exciting to think about, isn't it? Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: we're probably going to end up exactly like our mom. So, oh, yeah, no, I can, uh, they're not sleeping. Is your sleeping? Like, <laughs> uh, thank you for having us. I think we all enjoyed it. And
2: it's our first time being on a podcast and you made us feel really comfortable. And yeah, it was great yeah it was really good thank you yeah thanks
0: you're so welcome thanks so much for listening to the canadian love map if you love us please subscribe and share we'll be back next week with another love story to add to the map This podcast is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers, Canada's largest family-owned jewelry store. They are proud to be putting love on the map. And the staff at Charm Diamond Centers are thrilled to be a part of your love story too. So visit CharmDiamondCenters.com or one of your local stores. Love starts here. This podcast is made possible by Charm Diamond Centers. It's hosted by me, Nancy Regan, and is produced and distributed by Podstarter.